0: Grace, mercy, and the peace of our God be with you this day as we draw closer to the celebration of Christmas and the birth of Jesus. In this season, we've been in a series called Prepare the Way, talking about um, scenes in, in the Bible, scenes in the narrative of particularly of the preparation for Jesus, the things that were happening ahead of Jesus Ministry with John the Baptist, and here ahead of Jesus' birth, in this scene between Mary and the angel, we have to prepare. This year, we as a family feel like we're more ready than usual. Maybe because we've had more time on our hands, more um, home time, and more time to you know decorate and have that all finished, and, and more time to to do our holiday preparation, our gift buying. We did almost all of it, I think, online this year, and packages have arrived. I think we're still waiting maybe on a couple of things, but um, we're getting really close to being ready. Several people in the narrative of Jesus' birth weren't prepared, weren't ready, maybe didn't have expectation of what they would experience, and Mary is one of those. Mary, tradition and the customs and culture of the time tell us was in her probably middle teenage years, younger actually than our daughter is now. So we're borrowing the title for today's message from a song that was written, I think, in the late 80s, early 90s sometime, uh, Mary, Did You Know? Christian comedian and Gaither vocalist, uh, Mark Lowry penned the words. And I actually, I looked it up because I wondered, you know, the origins and, and uh, how it came together for him. And there was an interview that was done many years ago now. Um, and he was talking about it, about the, the song and writing the song. And it was actually done for a musical that was going to take place at his church. And so he wrote it with this idea of... of if you were to sit down and have coffee with Mary, what kinds of questions would you ask? What things would you want to know about Mary and her expectation and her preparation? There are things we don't know, because this text really doesn't tell us exactly. Um, you know, how many things did Mary? understand and and what did she know and and so the song is a series of questions about that but what we do know that happened when the angel appeared was fear and trembling fear and trembling it's a common word of the angels fear not those words are spoken to mary in verse 30 the angel said to her this is from luke chapter 1 do not be afraid mary for you have found favor with God. Do not be afraid. The appearance alone of angels seems to strike fear in the hearts of of people. So, fear not. It's it's a common thing for angels to say when they appear to the shepherds out in the fields, and and we'll talk about this uh, this week when we get to Christmas Eve. What are their words? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings fear not, when Joseph has a dream. And that's captured in Matthew chapter 1, um, fear not. Now, that was a specific thing that the angel was telling Joseph not to fear. Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, in Luke chapter 1, is also told not to fear. Fast forward to, to Easter, and the angels, the messengers of God who were at the tomb, when the women came to the tomb looking for the body of Jesus, fear not. Don't be afraid. Mary was greatly troubled at the saying. That's what verse 29 tells us. Trying to discern what kind of greeting this might be. What does it mean to be a favored one? What what does it mean the Lord is with you? When you're a teenage girl living in a small town in a remote place, what does it mean when a messenger of God, and that's what the word angel really means, is messenger. So the messenger of God comes and shows up and talks to Mary and says, fear not. It's an interesting greeting that That uh, the angel brings. Fear is a great motivator in our lives. It, It can make us move. Maybe you've been frightened and jumped or run or were startled in that kind of way, but fear can also make us stop in our tracks. Paralyzed with fear is an expression that we sometimes use. Have you been afraid? Have you been afraid in 2020? There's a global pandemic that has caused a lot of fear, a lot of people to live in a state of, of fear of interacting with other people, of getting too close to other people, of going into buildings and, and being unprotected. And it's reasonable fear because this virus has proven quite significant and deadly But there's other things that have happened this year. Cultural shifts and change makes us feel unsettled or potentially afraid of the future. Unrest in cities might make us feel fearful about venturing into downtown spaces. But there's other fears. Maybe a fear of the future that isn't related to the global things and the cultural things that are happening, maybe there's a fear of loss. Maybe there's a fear of economic challenges that you may face. Maybe there's a fear in your life of something health-related. Fear can motivate us to take action, can also make us feel stuck. What makes you fear? One thing we fear consistently is the unknown. And consider Mary for a moment as the angel comes and greets her and assigns to her this, this daunting task, right? I mean, just the, the, the greeting alone caused her, or caused at least the angel to respond to her, do not be afraid. But then the angel goes on and describes what Mary is going to do. And can you imagine that for a minute? Can you imagine what it would be like for for Mary to be told you are going to give birth to one who will be the child of the Most High God? This doesn't make a lot of sense. How would you respond? Would you feel prepared for that? With the angel showing up one time, right? And that's what's captured. Do we know that, you know, possibly there was some further conversation? Maybe, but what the Bible tells us is what this brief interaction contains. How would you respond? Well, following that, there's a question and then several answers. Mary's question is, how will this be? How will this be? Now, the biology of it was enough to ask questions. How will this be? And that's indicated with, with the way that Mary addresses that. But how will it be to give birth to the Son of the Most High? How will it be to, to, to have this child the Son of God, the the one who was promised, and all that comes along with it. How will this be? How will this work? Joseph was ready to change life plans. Mary and Joseph were betrothed, which is a bit more than engaged. It's connected in going-to-be-married terms. And so in that way, it's like engagement, but it's stronger than that. So Mary, uh, sorry, Joseph was ready to divorce her quietly, send her away, disconnect that, break that relationship off until an angel showed up in his dream with answers for him. There's assurance for both of them. What questions would you ask of God's messenger if you were able? Like if a messenger of God showed up and talked to you about what your future would hold, what would you want to know? We had a recent Bible study, um, questions and answers. And we talked about some of the things that give us pause, some of the things that make us wonder. And the answers that we arrived at are all rooted and based in scripture we found what does the bible say about these things but there's a lot of questions we still have the best answer that mary gets is in verse 37 nothing will be impossible with god there's plenty we might wonder about Plenty of questions we might ask God if we were able. Plenty of things we would want to know if we could find out. But there's an answer there for us. Nothing will be impossible with God. Our lives, our plans, our expectations our preparations for what might come next, nothing is impossible with God. So hanging on to that, we can still prepare for what's coming. We can still prepare for what lies ahead. What lies ahead for Mary and for Joseph is a child. A particular child, a promised Child, what do parents expect? Our oldest is now 22. And so, um, 23 years ago, at around Christmas time, Paula was expecting. And we had a book that she read and then shared highlights with me. What to expect while you're expecting. It's a pretty popular book, so many, many of you may have used it as a reference or read through the whole thing as well. What to expect while you're expecting. What do you expect? There's a lot that you can learn from a book like that. It describes, you know, the growth of the child from teeny tiny to getting bigger. And compares it most of the time to food items. A pea, a bean, maybe an orange. I don't remember what the different things were. But it also talks about the child's development. And this is what's happening now. And in this week, this is the parts that are are developing and growing. And now your your baby can do these things. But until you learn in real life, do you know? (laughs) We, We could understand and know what to expect from the manual, but the lab experience was much more educational. (laughs) We, We didn't know how challenging raising children would be. And we've got great kids. We expected, but didn't really understand the bond of love that we would have with our children. We knew things, but we didn't know everything, in other words. And most parents learn through experience. So Mary knew, but could not have known, and particularly about the descendant of David. Old Testament reading for today from 2 Samuel chapter 7. There's a promise there, there's a preparatory promise. Given to David through Nathan, where he said in the end of verse 11 and verse 16, Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. See, David has just declared to Nathan he was going to build a temple, he was going to build a house for the Lord. And so God takes those words and kind of flips them back, and through Nathan tells David, I'm going to build you a house. Not a physical house. But he goes on in verse 16. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. It's one of the promises of one who was to come. A descendant of David. There are two genealogies captured in the New Testament. One in Matthew 1 and one in Luke 3. Tradition suggests that one of those is of Mary and one is of Joseph. Matthew, who was addressing mostly Jewish people, would address Joseph's line and his descendants because in the legal sense, Jesus was a descendant of Joseph. But the idea is that Luke, more connected to the biology of what was happening, recognizing that In fact, it says Joseph, who was supposed to be or understood to be the father, um, and it goes through the genealogy, but the idea being this is actually Mary's line. So if both Mary and Joseph were descendants of David, here's the son of David to be born. A kingly line. There were other prophecies that were being fulfilled. Born of a virgin, which is connected into Mary's question, how Will this be since I'm a virgin? Well, Isaiah even proclaimed that hundreds of years before. So the angels prepared Mary and Joseph. In this text to Mary, he will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High God. This is what is going on. He will fulfill this promise given to David. He will reign. This is the child who is being born. And in that dream for Joseph in Matthew 1, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The child is the Son of God, conceived of the Holy Spirit. They are prepared as they can be to step into the unknown. How do you step into the unknown? Have you ever had to do something where you didn't quite know which way was better? Which decision made more sense? Well, you didn't have all the details, you didn't have all the information, but you were at the point where you, you pretty well had to move forward. You, you couldn't hold back <laughs> anymore. How do you make that kind of decision? How do you step into what is unknown, not understood, not completely, you know, where you, where you don't have all the data When we're going to make decisions, we like to have all the information, right? So like when there's a, uh, a, like mortgage companies are advertising on the radio or on the internet ads and there's all that little fine print at the bottom of their electronic ads or the the fast talking person at the end of the radio commercial. Um, Or if you're going to make an investment and they rapidly tell you that, you know, Past results are no guarantee of future success or whatever it is that they say so quickly. We want to have all the information. And when we're thinking about a major decision, thinking about a life-changing, some major impact on our lives, we want to know what is the best way to go. What's the best decision to make? What can we count on? What can we rely on? What is, what's the contract say? In other words, but sometimes we have to step into the unknown. Mary trusted God. Verse 38, which is a significant part of, of what we understand about Mary, is what she says right here. Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. That easily, that quickly, Mary said yes. She believed the word of the messenger. And she carried out her role as the mother of Jesus. Mary, did you know? Did Mary know? There's been some criticism of these song lyrics, actually, which I don't quite understand because it's these series of questions, but the criticism is that Mary knew because of what the angel says. Mary knew. I'm not sure she knew everything there was to know. I don't think Mary knew and understood the suffering she would endure as the mother of the Son of God who died on the cross. I don't think she knew that. I don't think Mary knew everything that Jesus would do and how he would be hated by some and loved by many, but at the end of his life, practically abandoned and alone and how she would be at the foot of the cross where her firstborn was laying down his life for the sins of the world. I don't think Mary knew all of that. So did Mary know? Well, yes and no. The angel shared some details, but could not have explained the extent of all she would see and learn and experience in her life But whether she knew or not, the important thing to recognize about Mary is that she believed and she trusted. May it be to me according to your word. She believed the word of God through the angel and she trusted in that. She trusted that her experience, that her life, that her contribution to it, that her role as mother could be fulfilled through her. Maybe it was her youth saying, sure, I can do that. Don't teenagers believe they can conquer the world? Which is great. And sadly, as we Get older, that belief and that confidence seems to get pulled away. Maybe that was part of it, but she believed and trusted in the Word that was given to her, and we are called to live lives of faith. Prepare the way. Recover that belief, that trust in God, if that has waned. Trust in the Word. Believe in Jesus. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Fear not, the Lord is with you. And nothing is impossible with God. Through 2020, those same words can ring true for us. Fear not, the Lord is with you. Through everything that you're dealing with, whether it's related to 2020 or not, fear not, the Lord is with you. Through successes that have been achieved, milestones that have been reached, when we might be wondering what's next, fear not, the Lord is with you when we don't have all the details and all the answers and and all the disclosures and a full contract of how things might work out, fear not, the Lord is with you. When we have to make a hard decision, fear not, the Lord is with you. As we turn into a new year, fear not, the Lord is with you as we celebrate Christmas in a different way, fear not. The Lord is with you. Mary, did you know? Well, we don't need to worry about that because what we know is that Mary believed and trusted in God. And we can trust in God too. In Jesus. Amen.